0: hunker down impact media's weekly drive into sanford stadium right past the hedges and everything georgia bulldogs i'm your host jeremy the impact york welcome into the show before we get into anything specific i want to tell you guys that if you would like to contact the show including leaving a rating review question comment suggestion any of those things You can do so by emailing the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number three, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Hunker Down, Jeremy York. Any of those should find us. If you're one of those people who just likes to click a link and listen to a show, you can do so by going to Twitter, at Team Impact Media and just scroll down to whichever show you'd like. That is where we house a lot of, of our current ones. If you uh, would like to follow me for show links and more and all the random things I get into and uh, fun experiences and, and things that I seem, that I, or that I deem exciting or entertaining, you can do so by following me at the Impact 99 on Twitter, thriller, TikTok, and Instagram, and of course, anywhere you find the podcast including Spotify, Podcast One, and the iTunes store. So many fun ways to find us. We appreciate them all. We really do. Uh, of course, we're going to preview this week's matchup with Mississippi State in Georgia later on in the show. But first, let's talk about that Big win over Tennessee. Now, not that Georgia needed motivation, but the fact that the committee, playoff committee got together and said that Georgia was the third best team in the country and Tennessee was the first, yeah, we knew how this was going to go. We knew how this was going to go. Um, it started off kind of rocky. You know, UGA starts off and, and they fumble. And it's recovered by Tennessee near the fifty. Uh, Tennessee adds a 47-yard field goal on the ensuing drive, making it three to nothing. Uh, there was a big pass to uh, Smith for 40-plus, and then Stetson Bennett scrambled in for the rush touchdown to make it seven to three. Uh, then there was a uh, you know Tennessee would get a little bit of momentum, and then they'd punt, and then UGA would drop a pass on third down, and they'd punt. Um, Only one of those was down on the one yard line, and uh, it was about a 75 yard punt. That is crazy It was almost a safety it was deemed uh, to be down at the half yard line because of some I I don't know weird fumble Uh, But they punted at that point Tennessee did Uh, the very first play after that after that particular uh, punt short punt for Tennessee was a Lad McConkey thirty-seven yard touchdown catch that made it fourteen to three. Late in the first, and um, then we go into the second where uh, Stetson Bennett was able to find Rosamie Jackson for the touchdown catch that made it twenty-one to three, and you could start to see the wheels come off for Tennessee. They weren't playing bad. They just seem to have no answer for the UGA attack. Uh, Tennessee was able to add a 36-yard field goal. That made it 21-6. At this point, they were just trying to make sure they kept points on the board. Uh, Tennessee had a really good drive going, and then they threw an interception. Hendon Hooker threw an interception on the one-yard line that UGA was able to get. And then there was a 19-yard field goal right before halftime for Georgia, which made it 24-6 to six going into the half. Uh, Tennessee ends up, let's see, they end up, where is it? They end up. They end up adding another field goal. Uh, or no, UGA added a field goal, the 37 yard field goal to make it 27 to six. With about a minute to go in the third. For the most part it was just back and forth. Georgia wanted to use a lot of clock and try to get yardage. And uh, Tennessee was trying to pull out every stop they could to try to catch up. Uh, Hooker was just trying too hard to extend plays and it it was just it was not what his game was and it was just not working Uh, they did get a rush touchdown late from Jalen Wright that made it 27 to 13 with about 4 minutes to go but at that point it was basically over because uh, UGA recovered the onside kick and they were just outplaying him just straight up Owl playing them. Uh, in fact, there was a sack to pretty much put an end to the last Tennessee drive, and then it was just keep the clock moving for UGA. And uh, the rain actually moved in towards the end, and I'm not going to blame that on the game because they pretty much played the whole way they all all the way through. But I jokingly said, but was half jokingly. Half-joking when I said that the second half of this game was played in an aquarium because there was that much rain falling that uh, it, At times it looked like they were uh, down there with the little plastic diver guy and the, the eel and, and all that it's uh, just it, it was raining quite a bit. We'll put it that way. It was raining quite a bit There's a lot of storms and wreaking havoc on on the east coast here lately especially in the southeast And that was no different but your overall score your final score was UGA 27 Tennessee 13 Tennessee goes to 8 and 1 UGA goes to 9 and 0 and spoiler alert they are in different rankings the ranking system for now is Georgia at the top I think Ohio State 2 Michigan 3 TCU 4 Tennessee would be the 5 right now in Oregon the 6 I don't disagree with with um, any of those particular uh, rankings I think they're they're going to slowly start weeding each other out because hey Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other so they're not going to say 2 and 3 and neither one of them are good enough to pass UGA so at some point one of them will, will have to drop out um Hendon Hooker finishes 23 for 33 for 195 and an interception. Pretty good to keep him off the scoreboard. Uh, Jalen Wright had the lone touchdown and uh, 69 yards on the ground. Tillman and Hyatt had 60-plus yards receiving, but just uh, couldn't really get a whole lot going. There was a lot of fumbles and turnovers and, and sloppy play. You could blame the rain on some of it. I blame some of it on... Uh, just not executing when they needed to zero sacks by the way for Tennessee where actually there were six by UGA where Brinson and Marshall and uh Dumas Johnson and Carter all had one apiece and Bullard had two on his own uh, McConkie ended up five catches, 94 yards, and the touchdown. McIntosh had two catches for 57 yards, including a 49-yarder. It was spectacular. Uh, Smith had one catch for 52 yards. That was the big 40-plus I was talking about earlier. Uh, Brock Bowers a a little on the quiet side, but Tennessee was keying in on him, so you kind of expected as much. Rush-wise, McIntosh with 52, 46 for Edwards. Uh, Bennett had the long the lone rushing touchdown and he also finished seventeen for twenty-five for two fifty-seven and two touchdowns. Pretty good day. It's uh it's a pretty pretty good day there. Um you know, comes down to things like third down efficiency, where Tennessee was two for fourteen, Georgia was seven for twelve. Now, I'll give it to them on 4th down because Georgia never went for it on 4th down, and Tennessee was 3 for 5. That's 60%. That is not a bad number at all. Total yardage, 289 for Tennessee to 387 for Georgia. They they beat them in all facets of the game. And didn't turn the ball over when, when need be. You know, like just didn't turn the ball over at the inopportune times dominant win you know what does this do what does this do for the SEC well shakes it up even more even though we know UGA is at the top of the west I mean of the east they're 6-0 in conference where Tennessee is 4-1 and South Carolina three and three, Kentucky three and three, um, the rest of them. Thanks for coming. Um, what this does, you know, right now, Louisiana, LSU is five and one, and Ole Miss is four and one, and they lead the West. Alabama's at four and two after their loss to LSU. What a gutsy call that was, by the way. don't know about that Brian Kelly looks like a wizard because of the way the game that game played out and uh, good for him because you got Mississippi State this at three and three there's four teams over there that could legitimately take that side where it's pretty much Tennessee or Georgia on the east and Georgia Georgia may win I mean may lose one game the rest of this year but it ain't gonna be enough, It ain't gonna be three, which is what they'd basically have to lose for Tennessee to be able to uh, pass them. They'd, have, they'd probably have to lose two or three, and that's just not gonna happen. Uh, you know, Tennessee's gonna rebound. We're gonna see where they're at. They're still a good enough team to potentially get back in the top four. The rest of their schedule, they get Missouri. They will host Missouri this week. Next week, they will go to South Carolina. They should be able to take care of both of those, and they will finish up with Vanderbilt the week after. So, you know, uh, they're they're looking pretty good. Probably, to probably end up seven and one in the division, and. Uh, 11 and 1 overall that's that's probably where they're looking that's that's my guess which means UGA is going to win their last three just to stay the game ahead and of course uh, I'll preview this game here in a few minutes but they will go to Starkville to take on Mississippi State shout out to some of my in-laws who live down that way it is a fantastic area Um feel bad that the dogs are going to come in and potentially bulldog on bulldog crime there. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Then Georgia will go to Kentucky. The 24 ranked Kentucky. If Kentucky throws together a win this week, then they could be higher up for sure. That's going to be an interesting contest. I don't care about the point spread. It's going to be closer than it looks. Before finally hosting Georgia Tech at home on the 26th it should be fun. It should be a fun matchup. But for now, we are going to go to a short break where you will hear from our friends at bettelmine.net. And when we get back, we will preview Georgia versus Mississippi State right here on Hunker Down. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are back. Make sure to visit our friends at BetOnline.net. They have the betting and wagering lines. They have the articles. They have the podcasts. They have so many ways that make you a smarter, more educated fan. Even if it's just to be at the water cooler, if you're at a place where, where uh, you can't legally wager or maybe you don't want to, maybe it's something you're not uh, real keen on, you can still be a smarter fan and interact with other smart fans by going to betonline.net. Before the break, we talked about the domination of Georgia over Tennessee, 27-13. to 13. Now, that, a lot of people say, oh, that's only a 14-point margin. That, that was a really close game. That means you didn't watch the game. Without that late score at the end from Tennessee, this thing is, a, is a, just a, a downpour blowout. It was already a downpour. It was almost a blowout. Uh, Georgia just, that, that's what you do. When you're a top seed and you play another top seed, you dominate, you win by multiple points. Uh, so now, they will play against Mississippi State this weekend that is a 7 p.m. ESPN start they're going to be on the big four letter Uh, down Starkville like I said fun area Uh, I have some in-laws down there shout out to them and they are led by Will Rogers what do we know about Will Rogers well how about he's thrown for almost 3,000 yards 26 touchdowns five interceptions yeah, he's having a good year. His number one target is Dylan Johnson, who has 71. Oh, no, this is his uh, is main rusher. He has 71 attempts for 406 yards and three touchdowns. His number one receiving target, Will Rogers' number one receiving target, is... Uh, Is it Rara or Rara? I'm going to go Ra Thomas because that sounds better. Anyway, Thomas is a a 6'2", 200-pound sophomore from Eufaula, Alabama. Outstanding area. One of my favorite towns to visit when I'm traveling through. But he has 36 receptions for 540 yards and five touchdowns. As you can tell, they spread it around a lot. They will spread it around a lot. Now, points per game-wise, UGA is averaging 40 points, and Mississippi State is averaging about 33. That's not that big of a difference. That's one score. Uh, Points allowed per game, UGA has given up about 11 a game. Mississippi State has given up about 24. The defense is going to have to play a little tougher, a little more complete. Uh, total yards-wise UGA outgains Mississippi State by a little over a hundred Most of which is in the rushing attack Because well Rogers can go throw for throw with a lot of people I mean, Mississippi State does come in winning, you know, winners in three of their last five Now they're going against a Georgia team that's not only undefeated but has won All five of his last matchups. Of course, for UGA, led by Stetson Bennett, who has 2,600 yards, 11 touchdowns, and three interceptions. You've got Edwards, who is actually the leading rusher. 87 carries, 486 yards, and seven touchdowns. And then Brock Bowers, your your leading receiver, who is due for another breakout game. This could be this week. Uh, But 34 receptions, 574 yards, and three touchdowns. So, what do I think is going to happen in this game? I think it's going to be back and forth early. Maybe Mississippi State even has the lead. It's going to be within a score. And then UGA in the third quarter is just going to take over and they're going to dominate the run. When you're too busy paying attention to the run, he's going to find Brock Bowers or Washington or somebody, or Ladd McConkey down the down the way. Maybe catches McIntosh or Edwards out of the backfield I just feel like by about mid third quarter that's when they're gonna start trying to put this one away for UGA uh, three keys to victory three keys to a UGA victory number one dominate the run and play your game don't try to give in to a spot fest or going into a score for score because you're, you're not really built for that remember that's what I said about Tennessee if you control the pace You control the game, and that is what they're going to do here. Number one, they are going to control the pace and play UGA football. Number two, you are going to force Will Rogers to uh, to make decisions that he does not want to make a lot quicker than he wants to make them. You want him you don't want him dancing and standing tall in the pocket. You want him flushed out You want to run him into your other defenders and things like that And I think if you are able to pressure him, which is my second key Then uh, this should be a lot easier and try to you know try to make some some interceptions and fumbles fall your way and then lastly I'm gonna keep saying this UGA doesn't have as, uh, that big of a problem on it, but no special teams mistakes, no special plays, anything like that. Uh, if it's your job to kick field goals, Pod, Les- Pod Lesney, kick field goals. If it's your job to punt, if it's your job to, to hold, if it's your job to uh, cover on one of the kickoffs, then do so. But uh, no special teams mistakes. And I believe if they do those three things, you're gonna get a UGA victory so to recap number three was no special teams mistakes number two you're gonna pressure will Rogers and force him into making decisions earlier than he wants to make them and maybe that means even walking into your other defenders and number one you are going to control the clock control the pace control the game through your run attack and Just like I said, just controlling the ball. If you do those things, I very much see a UGA victory in this one. And I guess tonight's going to be a short show. That's all I have. This game should be fantastic. It is 7 p.m. on ESPN. UGA is a minus 16 favorite. They might beat them, but that's that's a that's a roundabout number. Uh, If it were any higher, I would say take the under. Uh, It's it might be right at 14, 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. I'd I think so. Uh, should be good. Can't wait to see what happens through the game. I uh, should be back from the Georgia State game in time to see, see that one. And uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who allow us to come on each and every week and talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, the number one ranked in the nation to bulldogs but i'm your host jeremy the impact york this has been hunkered down we will see you guys next week go dogs